What's up, and welcome into the That Being Said podcast with the best brothers in sports. It's the George Will Brothers. I'm Sammy. And I'm George, and we're coming at you, well, if you're listening to this, recorded, but we came at you live and direct, and we answer all the comments on Periscope, so follow us at Pod That or the Sports on Tap on Twitter. You can follow us on all platforms at the Sports on Tap. We're going to be going live on Facebook and Periscope every day, uh, well, Tuesday through Friday, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time, roughly. So stay tuned. Check us out there. Check us out at thesportsontap.com. We appreciate your support and love, and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so enjoy the podcast after this quick little ad. George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. And you know what I like to call us, George? The best brothers in sports. Peace. Happy uh, Wednesday morning, and welcome Happy- into the, the That Being Said podcast with the George Rule Brothers. What's happening? Happy Wednesday morning for you, man. Not a very happy Wednesday morning for Nate McMillan, even though he did, he did, bro, get an extension two weeks ago, and then they fired him now. So um, kind of a change of mind by the staff in, in Indiana. Like, I don't know how you give him an extension two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden you want him out. out. Yeah, I, I mean... Let's just start with this idea. I I heard something about like this is Twitter. We did, I don't know if I, what I read on Twitter is always accurate, but there was something about he needed to have the extension to be able to finish off his time with the bubble. I don't know what it was about. Oh, uh, maybe because like the maybe because the contract like the season would have been over, right? So maybe the contract was already kind of over. Yeah, I I don't know how it works to be honest because it's kind of no. I don't know. I have no idea. I just read something of that on those lines on Twitter, but it, it is pretty wild that they gave him an extension um, and then fired him a guy who's been, in my opinion, a really good coach. And I would be really interested to see if we have some Indiana Pacers fans that listen to this podcast or happen to tune in live, what are their thoughts on, uh, on Nate McMillan? Because I feel like the more I'm reading on Twitter, it seems like the Pacers fans aren't, against this idea but from the outside perspective i see nate mcmillan and i'm like they were you know they exceeded expectations they went to the bubble without sabonis their one all-star this year and oladipo banged up i don't understand the firing i feel like nate mcmillan's gotten really unlucky but i'd be interested to see what pacer fans think because from what i was reading on replies on like the reports Mm. it didn't seem like he was somebody that they cared got fired (laughs) You know, it's weird because a couple, what, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about coaches and all that, and we're going doing our playoff preview, and I was like, man, Nate McMillan doesn't get enough credit for how good of a head coach he is. He's one of the better head coaches in the league. He does, like, a lot with nothing, right? I mean, this team, I'm not saying nothing, they have no talent, but there's been a lot of injuries. It seems like no matter who is the guy they're, you know, relying on, whether it was Olodipo a couple years ago, this year, TJ, well, Sabonis, and then after after Sabonis got hurt, uh, TJ Warren, 
It's like, man, the guy kind yeah, of Miles gets Turner still on that team. Yep, Miles Turner. But I'm just talking about who's their go-to guy. Like it changed constantly because of injuries, because of uh, like Paul George left. That was a while ago. But in general, like it seems like whoever changes or, and it's all interchangeable, they still have the same level of success. And I thought like you kind of can point the finger at Nate McMillan for that. But I, he's going to probably get another job, I would assume. Like he seems like a guy. I think he's coached now in Seattle. Portland in, in Indiana and wherever he's gone, he's always made the playoffs and kind of at least won a few series. I don't think he ever won a series in Indiana though. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what kind of makes me feel like he's not going to get another job. I mean, what is it? I don't know what the usual is. What's the usual, you know, trajectory opportunity. Yeah, yeah. How many opportunities you get, right? Like, it's I mean, look, it, not a crazy mm- amount. I mean, Alvin Gentry's on was the second, right? With with the uh, with the uh, Pelicans, I think we had like Byron Scott had two chances, one of the Lakers, one of the Denver Nuggets. I'm trying to think of guys who had three other than Mike D'Antoni, who's kind of a outlier because it seems like you know he's had really good success wherever he's gone. But then again, he went to LA and New York was a disaster, and then Houston and Phoenix has been really good. So and and he, some of the situations in New York and LA just weren't weren't his hard. completely his fault. Yeah. So yeah, and that's where I don't know Nate McMillan. I feel like has gotten unlucky with injury railed teams with situations like this year where it's not really doesn't seem like it's a problem of his. And that's why I am interested to spend some time today or hear from some Indiana Pacers fans on. Do you guys really care that he got fired? Because it doesn't seem like it when you go through Twitter and it, but you know. People like me and you were talking about him as a coach of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they didn't have Oladipo for a while. He turned Sabonis into an all-star. You look at the bubble that TJ Warren became into a superstar for a while. I guess the biggest problem is, and the one thing that I saw online today was, they got swept by the Raptors last year, and they got swept this year. It's really hard for a coach to survive two first-round sweeps back-to-back years. I do agree with that. And he did finish one, two, three, four, five, six on the uh, coach of the year, seventh on the coach of the year ballot. So it's not like uh, you know a lot of people didn't think he did a good job. I guess with that team, but what do you measure, right? Do you measure what's expectations like versus reality? What could be the Indiana Pacers at real expectations? Uh. Not a first-round exit. Yeah, like, what? Oh, so if they won, let's say they won game three or game four and it was a 4-1 series, did they not fire him now because they didn't get swept? Like, I I understand a lot of people say hard to survive back-to-back sweeps, but, like, would one game have changed and be like, oh, now Nate McMillan's the guy? I mean, probably not. If they fired him after this, that means he probably was just not the guy that they were going to go with. Yep. Um, But I think at the end of the day, it's the two first round sweeps. And like you say, what can they expect? Well, I don't know. There is a four five series. So you're supposed to be pretty comparable teams mm-hmm. and you get swept. Right. Yeah. So uh, is that coaching? Maybe because Eric Spolstra is a better coach than Nate McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we can all agree on that one. Yeah. So maybe it is a coaching problem as much as the coach of the year stuff. Okay. Seventh is not that good. If you think about it, I mean, it's almost just the top third of the NBA. Right? Yeah, I know. And you look at, this isn't a Dwayne Casey situation where he won coach of the year and got fired. But even in that scenario, we saw how that worked out for the benefit of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Maybe they can, maybe there is a better option for them and maybe that's going to work out in their favor now. Very Um, possible. So 
I guess the one thing I wanted to get to, I think we both agree that we both probably see, we feel like as outsiders from a Pacers organization that he should have not got fired. Um, but now everyone's talking about what's next. And Mike D'Antoni is the first thing on a lot of people's lists. Yep. Um, I like the concept of Mike D'Antoni. I think it kind of looks right for some reason in Indiana. Doesn't that look right? Yeah, it looks like a you know, very nice uh, team that will not make any adjustments. I mean, they're missing TJ Warren there, you know, some other guys. Yeah. Yeah, I I, it, no, he, he would work there. You, you got to stop worrying about your bias on Mike D'Antoni. No, no. So you got to think about we're going from first round sweeps to could Mike D'Antoni make that team with a bunch of young guys like go to a Eastern Conference Finals? Probably if he if he does the right job, because the East is pretty weak. Well, Raptors he, and Bucks uh, and Raptors and Bucks and Heat and Celtics. Um, the same. I mean, this Heat. He and them were like basically the same seed. If it was yeah, like okay. Coach, but here's the thing: I don't think uh, Mike D'Antoni on the Indiana Pacers should be or will be a viable. I mean, I don't think that'd be the right way to go. They don't. I think Mike D'Antoni works, right? I do want to see Mike D'Antoni get another job, but I think he needs to go somewhere with a really, really high end point guard. And that seems like it works every time he has that. He had that in Phoenix. And James Harden's a hybrid guard. That works. But who's that guy? Whenever he has that guy who can be kind of that MVP-level guard, he's done really well. That's what made him bad in New York. He had Carmelo Anthony. He's not like – it's a ball stopper. You had him over in uh, – the. he didn't even have success with the Lakers. They had Kobe, and washed up Nash, Howard, and Pal Gasol. I think with him, I do have a bias on Mike D'Antoni. He doesn't make adjustments. But if you told me he was going to the Pelicans, I'd say fantastic hire. If you told me he was going to the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons could be utilized to run the offense, I'd be that I would be like, that's an A plus hire. If you told me even like the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving, A A A A plus hire uh, getting with all those shooters on that team. Like I think those would be good options. But Indiana Maybe it's because I don't believe in all. Of- I don't. The first two you said was very interesting because they have awful shooting, which doesn't really fit Mike D'Antoni. True. I mean, Ben Simmons doesn't shoot, and Zion is one you know not known for his shooting. I would, I would probably. But they're both good point guards. I don't care because you know what? Where he's been good with good point guards when it's Steve Nash and it's James Harden, not when it's, yeah. uh, not when it's. I don't even know who he had with the Knicks. His Knicks situation just... Was the like, only time it worked was when he had Jeremy Lin for a couple of months. Yeah, well, he could shoot. So yeah. I, I don't think a non-shooting point guard is the way he wants to go. But I think Lonzo Ball, maybe Mike D'Antoni has something special. That's who I was thinking do. about. I was thinking about Lonzo Ball, who's got better shooting towards the end of a year and maybe salvageable. And you say the team doesn't have shooting. Like the NBA, you can really like start building pieces around that, right? It's not like a one-year thing. It I'm doesn't. just basing it off Mike D'Antoni and having the point guard. That's yeah, that's how – that's where – like. Run. Yeah, and, and maybe it's because I don't think Victor Oladipo would really thrive in that system personally. I because he's not really a point guard, but maybe he's a combo guard. And I also don't know how healthy he is. So I'm still kind of like, yeah, on his health. I've heard a lot of things about Oladipo potentially being traded, packaged this year, or, or somebody has to go yeah. on that team because they did. If TJ Warren's going to be good, maybe they want TJ Warren. They've paid Sabonis, they've paid Brogdon, they have Miles Turner. It is a hodgepodge of pieces kind mm-hmm. of type of team. Um, which actually works for Mike D'Antoni. That's why I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. But I do like the Nets idea. But the Nets, I saw that uh, Mr. Angus, thanks for tuning back in. I saw that he, he said the Nets possibly. The only thing I want to say about that comment is 
I don't know if Kyrie and Durant... The problem with the Nets, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, I, I like Kyrie and Durant, they're good players, they're going to dictate the situation, mm-hmm. right? I don't think... I don't think... And this was Nets, I think, for Nate McMillan. I don't think Kyrie and Durant are Nate McMillan guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no I know that. I'm just talking for Mike D'Antoni, though, I think. No, I'm going off the comments. So okay. Nets, I would personally pick a Mike D'Antoni, but I also don't think... Uh, I don't know if uh, the Nets would would want Mike D'Antoni too. And that, that's going to be a tough situation. For yeah, them. I have I no know, idea what they want. So. I don't know what the Nets are going to get at coach because I know it's going to have to be signed off by Durant and Kyrie. So it's going to be interesting. But Mike D'Antoni in Indiana, for me, viable option. I think it, it would it'd be okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see Mike D'Antoni just stay in Houston or go somewhere like New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Houston has any reason to, to, let, him, to let him walk. Oh, no, I, I, I completely you. agree with you. As I know you don't love the style they play, but I don't think they're going to have a better off situation the way Mike D'Antoni plays with Westbrook. Well, Phil Jackson ain't walking through that door. What does that mean? I don't know, you know when like people always like say something like, "Oh, who are you going to bring?" It was like, "Well, we're not. Jesus not walking through that door." Like, like what are you? Who who are they going to go get? Like, what they're going to go hire an assistant coach from the. Memphis Grizzlies, like really, who who's gonna come coach that team that's gonna be better than Mike D'Antoni, who has a better resume that than Mike D'Antoni, who's available? Uh, no one, exactly. Unless you got like your eyes on a Mark Jackson or something, but uh, well, he hasn't had the success uh, that uh, Mike Mike D'Antoni. I understand, but maybe they believe that they, you know, he helped start the Splash Brothers and yeah, maybe it may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of the day. Personal opinion, I think it was a bad choice to fire Nate McMillan. I don't know who they're going to get that's a better coach. Maybe a Kenny Atkinson from the Nets, who also okay. probably shouldn't have been fired. Yeah, shouldn't have been there's, fired. There's a couple, yeah, a couple random options, but um, I don't know how much better they're going to get from Nate McMillan. And if when it comes to Mike D'Antoni, I, I think Mike D'Antoni should stay in Houston as well. Yep, so I'm not I, a big I fan of changing coaches that often. It doesn't work out that well for most teams, right? No, it, unless your coach is a train wreck, I mean, yeah, you want to get rid of him. If your coach is taking you to the playoffs year in, year out, I mean, whether I like it or not, I mean, the Houston Rockets were the closest thing in the NBA to being a healthy Warriors team, and I don't count the Raptors. Including LeBron James. Yeah. So, not being like, able to win games exactly. So, like, I mean, what you almost be one of the best dynasties in NBA history. Like, yeah, you know, you can't really get much better than that. Yeah, and yeah, you might not win a championship, but like, that's the that's where you're at. That's what you yeah. Got, thirty right? teams go home. I think what there's thirty two leagues in teams in the league. 31, 30, All right, twenty nine go go. Twenty nine teams go uh, unhappy at the end of the year anyway. Um, I do have another what's trending topic, George. If you what's get that? To it. All right. LaMelo Ball signed with Puma. I really like this deal. Before we get into the rest of the playoffs, this just he didn't go, he didn't go to He didn't go to th- uh, Triple B? He and Triple, triple B's, B's? I know. I think Triple B's have shut down. Or maybe I thought it was about to be a billion-dollar company, according to LaVar. I was I was rooting for LaVar. I was rooting for LaVar, too, man. But, you know, the guy, guy's been awfully quiet. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to hurt his son's like draft stock. Yeah, you know, I I got something to say about Lavar real quick. At the end of the day, say what you want about Lavar, but he's gonna end up having two sons being drafted in the top three in the NBA draft. So everyone else can fuck off. Yeah, he he's done a good job. <laughs> yeah, he he got he got uh what's his name the other kid who's also not good. Yeah, Leandro. 
Yeah, he got him like tryouts with the Lakers and stuff. Yeah, so the more power to LeVar Ball, man. But I actually did want to mention this, that LaMelo signed with Puma because I really like the people that are going with places like Puma. I know other people have done the Chinese brands like Liang and whatever, but I like the Puma signings. And there's a reason behind it because I feel like, first of all, I didn't like when Zion signed with Jordan, for example. And the reason mm-hmm. I didn't like that is you're not going to get this like signature shoe type of thing. It feels like you're just part of Jordan brand, right? Even LeBron at Nike doesn't really feel like a LeBron shoe to me, right? right. Some people might say it has the crown. A LaMelo ball going to Puma puts Puma on the map, number one. Number two, you they could actually do something that's like, Puma brand based for him. If the he's Puma good, ball. huh? The Puma balls. The Puma balls. All right, I don't know. Ball Puma, maybe. Oh, I uh, like that. I I think it's a really cool thing that he he signed with Puma. I'm a big fan of Puma, and I think their basketball shoes. For those that are watching on camera, you know, like these ones that they came out with. Great They're concept. So um, I think I think it's kind of cool that that LaMelo signed with Puma. I, I, I agree. I think it's one of the coolest brands. I mean, I love Puma. You know, I have a bunch of Puma shirts and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sponsored by Puma. Uh, I know it's kind of shocking to believe that I don't got a sponsorship deal for an athletic brand. But, you know, we're, I'm a free agent. So any offers come so my let, way. Let Puma know. Let Puma know. Um, well, that's it, I think, for what was trending today. Oh, well, we did have a mention uh, – uh, I, I, I like I like this. Mr. Anger says, so you're saying the New Balance Kawhi combo has made an impact? No. But, so, because this is probably because I was bashing the Nike stuff. Kawhi is a weird situation because yeah. he doesn't go on social media. He doesn't talk. He doesn't. Well, I feel like most people there. who wear New Balance don't either. That's true. Puma's <laughs> a, no, but it's, I know what you, you're right. It's not. New, ba- uh, New Balance isn't like a show-offy brand, right? Right. Puma has that like that European, comfort. the European that like tries to you try to be swag, you mm-hmm. know, tries to be cool. And Lamelo Ball is also an extremely famous, rich kid that is all over social media that gets media attention. Right. That brings good attention to Puma. I completely agree. And you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like Puma. Puma's the next, right? Like, I feel like all these, a lot of young people are starting to wear Puma. So it's a great move by them. I agree. I'm just out here trying to post it, but um, we, we, we keep on going. We're good. Um, next, uh, the Raptors and Celtics look like they aren't canceling their game anymore. Uh, That's good. I think they're going to still discuss it, correct? Well, I heard they're going to meet before the game to see what they want to do, whether they play or not play. But it looks like most players are leaning towards playing. But Nick Nurse did say he has had some discussions with a few players about who want to leave the bubble. Yeah, and so I don't want to give any opinions on that because it's not my place to give the opinion on if you should feel like you should leave the bubble or not, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's what you feel... That's what you feel. I guess for me, the the big question here is, do you believe that like something like leaving the bubble or do you believe something like canceling the game mm-hmm. makes a big impact or not? No, here's what I think. I've been thinking about this a lot this morning and I wanted, cause I know you were going to discuss it here on the show. And honestly, I think if you boycott the game, it doesn't make a good impact in general. 
However, if you feel like you could leave the bubble and make a positive impact on your community and do something outside of basketball to make spread a message, I think that would be a stronger statement in an actual statement that you can actually go and do something, right? You can go, if you wanted to protest, you could protest. If you wanted to go to your community and raise money, you can raise money. You want to go meet with city council members to make change, you could do that. But just skipping one game in the bubble, I think actually takes away from any messaging, right? Because you're not messaging anything. There's no place to make a message. That, that's just my thought. But if I, I have zero problem with a player. If the player wants to leave the bubble, I think that's one, they're right. Two, I think that would be a stronger message than a message saying, hey, we're not playing for one game. Now, if they boycotted the rest of the series, like, okay, wow, that's a huge impact. But one game, and then you're going to replay it in two days. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're, we're thinking if you want to make a big message, it's you got to make it big. Right. I think, you know, if a player wants to leave the bubble and go do things that are activism outside the bubble, it does make an impact. They're like, holy crap, Jalen Brown left, right? right. That's much more than I, th I think I agree with you than like not playing for one day and then playing mm -hmm. the next day. Because um, that almost feels like a consolation to trying to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, absolutely. So, I find it interesting. I hope they play. Um, I personally, one of the people I prefer to see them play and have a message the way they want to have a message out exactly. on the court. Um, do it their way. Um, and, and keep this NBA rolling. I think the NBA rolling is good for people in general. I think mm -hmm. it's good for, I think sports being back is good for people in general, um, personal opinion. But that's why I hope it does not happen. Yeah, no, no I, I agree with you completely. But I do understand. I, I do understand like the the reasoning behind it all, and it's kind of it, it's it's a bad time in this country. And this is what the players were kind of worried about was coming into the bubble, something like this happening, and not being able to they really like they can't speak out on it or 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 make a right. impact. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the players, like whatever side of the political spectrum you might. Beyond, they did. They did go out. A lot of them and protest and join their communities and were with the people. You saw like Russell Westbrook, Jalen Brown, who was an. I mean, he did that constantly. And right now, they probably feel like, oh man, I I would like to be. And when like Jalen Brown yesterday posted, I rather be protesting. Or I want to go protest. I mean, he did. He did go protest. He wasn't just saying that. So it wasn't like he's just speaking out loud. I guess, yeah, it does depend on the person, too, because somebody like Jalen Brown, was, like you said, was actually out there trying to make a make an impact. Um, yeah. And he was one of those guys that, you know, he was actually he doing was, He was actually on the streets. Right. Doing he was doing a lot. So, so. I, when I hear him say that, I believe that he actually it's, it's affecting him. You know yeah. I mean? I'm not no, saying everybody I'm not saying other people are lying. I'm just saying we we do truly know that. that like Jalen Brown is actually affected by this yeah, yeah and you know what i mean a lot of players are like lebron's been like lebron usually goes zero dark 30 during the playoffs and he's been quiet i'm not quiet so he's been so he goes quiet on social media he's been active because of everything going on and it's probably like it's probably now even more amplified because they're sitting in a hotel room you can't go out you're bare, you can't see your family so you sit there you go on social media you read more about what's going on. So does it impact the players mentally? Absolutely. And, and if a player wanted to leave, I, I completely get it. I, and I think that would make a bigger statement than just 
not playing one game. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like the mental health side of things, I obviously we tweeted this out last night. It's Paul George on his struggles in the NBA bubble. He said, I underestimated mental health. I had anxiety. I had depression. And I tweeted this out on my Stuff That Matters account for those that want to see. Um, said, we all spent a week making fun of how bad Paul George has been. And then you realize the players are all human like us. And I respect him for saying it because he could just mm-hmm. not say anything about how he's doing emotionally. Um, and, you know, I think... played a great game last night. He did. And I think an important topic is mental health, especially for... You know, for those who have known this show for a while, this podcast, and you obviously know me, uh, you're my brother, so you know me. I, I suffer from things kind like of. anxiety. I, I go through times of being anxious or whatever. I, I don't suffer from depression, but I have those anxious moments. So for me, it is interesting to see him come out and talk about this and be open about it because you realize, damn, like, just like I can feel shitty for a day, so can he, even though he's a superstar, right? right. But you know, and everybody's different. Me personally, like me playing basketball at the gym is my outlet, which is mm-hmm. like that's when I stop feeling crappy, right? When I go play and, at LA, he probably does too. But it's just that they're sitting in hotel rooms in a bubble all day, and there's after. no other outlet. <laughs> yeah, there's no other outlet. But he does go fishing, so hopefully that like is available he loves in the, the fishing, bubble. He's, oh. he's been one of the guys yeah. out there fishing a lot. Yeah, I, I'm glad to see him kind of make a recovery yesterday, though. Yeah, I know. Like, so is I mean, I mean, look, I hope he gets like the pandemic pee jokes though, and laughs at him a little bit too. Like, you know, he probably can now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I mean, like, he probably thinks it's funny, right? Like, oh man, I can't believe they called me well, pandemic. Even I just scored 35 points. Fuck these guys. Maybe not. Actually, he could be. I mean. It depends what he's going through, right? Maybe he takes it really seriously, like leave me alone, and that's why he said it. So I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess like, uh, but I'm he glad he played it. it good. He gets it. I mean, he knows he played bad, so I don't know if he's – probably depends on the player, right? Like you've seen guys like Kevin Durant doesn't like when people talk about him. True. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it depends on the player. And I want to give uh, a shout-out to This Is Carolina, who said, uh, hi, gentlemen. She's been on the Just Talk pod before, and I uh, want to congratulate her on her new sports radio show in uh, San Antonio. So hopefully come on our pod sometime with me and my brother, and we'll talk some sports. And go Spurs, go. I like that. No Spurs in the playoffs this year, though, fortunately. Um, well, hello, Carolina. And uh, George? I think That's all right. we have left today is the things that we didn't talk about yesterday, which is basically the rest of <laughs> these couple series. I think one thing we should mention about yesterday's games, because um, I think this is the last big topic. The rest of the stuff we skipped yesterday was because they were not that important, correct? Right. Like, like the Lakers now having a game five of no Dame. Um, well, since we did talk about Toronto and Boston, should we just go through the Eastern Conference series real quick? Yeah. We and then we'll finish through. off with Luca and what happened okay. last night. And, exactly. and all that jazz here. You you can you want to start off with just talking about it while I finish this little uh, post yeah. on Lamelo stuff. You know, I'm really interested to see what happens here in the Boston and Toronto series. I this is one of those series where you have two guys in Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens who might be two of the best X's and O's coaches in the NBA. So it's it's literally going to be a chess match between two teams, and I'm really excited to see it. And you got, on one hand, you got, you know, they match up really well, Kemba versus Ky- Kyle Lowry. You got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You got Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Like, these teams are like a match made in heaven 
as far as a basketball game. So I think that neither of them have a super duper star. Neither have a super duper star. But I do want to say as much as I love Nick Nurse, I love the Raptors. I love what they've been able to do for the last two years. My serious prediction is I got the Boston Celtics in seven games. Um, th- this is – we all just doubt this this team every time. Okay? So I'm taking the Raptors in six. Um, I think one underestimated piece of this all is Gordon Hayward. Oh, thank you. JW got game agrees with me here. Raptors stick there much deeper. Gordon Hayward is a huge piece to the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. People, you know, we laugh. We don't laugh. We were always like, man, this guy just went downhill, right? He still averaged, I believe, 15 to 17 points a game. He is, I think he was, there's like there's statistics showing the efficiency of the Celtics on and off the court without them, and they are night and day. Uh, well, I don't know about off the court. Moving. What do you mean? You said his efficiency, their efficiency on and off on, the court. With him on and off the court. I know, the I joke. I was, I was like, I don't know how they like, are they more efficient in their day-to-day lives, brushing their teeth and stuff off the court? Well, see, that would have been a good joke, George, <laughs> if we were talking about things that have to do on and off the court. But I, I know player on and off the court. So. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I, you know, I, it's I literally to, a man. standard term. I know. <laughs> so, I, um, who, how are they going to compete with Toronto? You think you think their three man show competes with the the entire roster of, of the Raptors? Who do you like better as a player, Jason Tatum or Pascal Siakam? Pascal Siakam. I like Jason Tatum. Who do you, you like, like better? Because he's flashier. But who's the better? I player think he's right a better. Now? I think he has. He's a oh. better player. Uh, okay. Who Who do you like better, Kyle Lowry or Kemba Walker? I'm biased. See, I like Kemba Walker. See, this is why you think they're going to win. This is why I think Kyle I'm Lowry win. is the most underrated player. He is underrated, but Kemba Walker is really damn good. I, and but now health issues with with Boston could really come back to bite them. And I do agree, they have a bad bench. I do agree with that. They don't just have a bad bench; they have an awful bench. By the way, I mean, what, can 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 we can we for a second just like kind of just pinpoint something? Is Danny Ainge overrated? No. They haven't drafted well at all, and they've had like 20 first-round picks in the last three years. I hate when people say they don't draft well at all. They literally have Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are basically – they were steals. Tatum at three after ball and who, who went one that year? Well, they, I mean, they were going to take him at one, so they traded a three knowing. But like, like the last couple of years, they've had like the 15th pick, 14th pick. They just don't get anyone. Like they're good at the top of the draft, but at the bottom of the draft, they've been a disaster. And that's why their bench is a disaster. I still think that he's done a great job. I mean, he's found a way to get top. Name the last time they were bad. You know what? He, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like, it kind of reminds me of sort of the Daryl Morey situation where they always, they get all their pieces and throw it out there, but it's yeah. not good enough to win. So people are like, is this the right way to do it? You know I, I, mean? I think that's a fair way. I mean, he did move up. I think he's overrated, but I do think like, okay, he moved off Isaiah Thomas at the right time. Correct. And then, but he wasn't, but he got Kyrie Irving and and lost him for nothing, basically. So didn't really trade him. 
I don't know. I think he's a tad bit overrated. He got lucky with the Garnett Pierce. And uh, I mean, this team with the amount of pieces they've had for the last, what, 15 years, 16, 17 years have won championship. A bit overrated. I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't think like, people are like, oh, when Danny Ainge gives a phone call, you got to hang up the phone. <laughs> like, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the quote for, that's also the quote for Daryl Morey, which yeah. I think that is the one thing I will say is it reminds me of Daryl Morey. Now, this is why I guess. That's a good comparison, by the way. I, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, you're right. They are overrated. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I guess when I heard overrated, I'm just thinking like, you're thinking bad. Like, I'm thinking bad. They're obviously not bad. Yeah. But I mean, we got we got JW got game here making some great points. They have no money, bad contracts, and they've been to two finals in this 20 years. Yep. I mean, at some point, it it's time to move on. Right. If it's not if it's not going to work. Well, um, I don't think you can move but, off of him because he's been good enough, right? Like it's like the Dan Tony thing. Like who are you going to go get? That's fair. I yeah. guess at the end of the day, George, based on all this that you're saying and talking about how badly that he's drafted yeah you know who hasn't the toronto raptors the oh toronto yeah raptors got steals and Siakam. yeah and i'm telling you right now that yeah. team with fred van vliet with mark gasol kyle lowry pascal siakam um i mean og and anobi they got they got so many pieces they're gonna beat the celtics in six i'm just telling you all right, I, I got Boston in seven, but you make some fantastic points. <laughs> I just think you like the Tatum probably as the best player right now in the in the series. I, I just but. really like the Tatum Brown Kemba combo so much, and I really, I like really like that combo. Would have been better with Gordon Hayward. Yeah, uh, and he might come back towards the end of the series. We'll see. Uh, I, that's a good question. JW got game as a question, George. If they don't win this year, what do they do? They run it back because Jason Tatum is in his second or third year in the NBA and Jalen Brown's in his fourth year in the NBA and Ky- Kemba Walker's on his first year of that contract. So you you run it back. You take the Gordon Hayward piece. You try to trade that for some bench pieces. And you hope you, I mean, you still have some draft picks, so you hope you don't fuck up the draft again. <laughs> Maybe you can get a couple guy, a rookie to come and give you some minutes. I guess. No, I mean, these are good points. At the, but at the end of the day, Kemba's knees are slightly deteriorating. Um, they get no one's no pretty for his knees. Uh, no, there's no bench help. Yep. Um, and I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be really tough to construct a team that's uh, good enough to, to, to compete for a championship. No, I agree. I agree. But they are. I mean, they're right there. If they win this series, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I guess we'll find out. I think game one is going to be very telling today i agree um i'm gonna read off a couple comments before we move on all right mr angus uh i'm gonna leave that last jdb.game said another max for tatum with even less money and no bench and i agree with those and mr angus says boston versus clippers for the chip which brings me to an interesting uh interesting comment which is i feel like everyone has different finals matchups this year for the first time in a long time that we've had like everybody I, like i got milwaukee versus la and then the person like i'm going houston versus versus to versus toronto i have la versus like everybody has different theories on who's going i mean for me watching utah this last series and denver i feel like they could both beat the clippers next round and could houston if russell westbrook was healthy um, and they got hot with no. the Lakers. 
they probably could <laughs> if they got hot. I know. Right? Of I course. Mean, look, JW.game, Miami versus the Lakers. There, I've, I've thought Miami has a chance to make the finals. And I've also. And I got Milwaukee got a, versus the Lakers. And you got someone once the Bo- saying the Boston versus Boston versus the Clippers. And you got. And there's I, people that are sleeping on Toronto, of course. And of course. On the, on, there is parody this year in the NBA. And I think the future has parody too. I mean, you watch Utah, Denver. Both those teams have the ability with these guys that, that shoot. Jamal Murray can get hot. Jokic gets hot. You have- hey, Jamal Murray's been on fire ever since he posted his dick online. He has. I hate when you say that word. God, it makes me uncomfortable. Jordan, for those that don't know, this this George is my brother, obviously. Um, I just the, there's a couple words like that that I just hate hearing out loud. I'd rather hear like junk. Junk. I tweeted junk, but I thought for like you know purposes to make people laugh, I'd say say it. I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm just saying I'm one of those people that that word makes me. You know those words that make you just kind of like cringe. Yep. Yeah, it's um, just one of those words. It's not that I, I. It's not that I think it shouldn't be said. It's more that it's one of those that make me go like. Ugh, no, but to your point, Bo, to get back on topic, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we can do a whole podcast on words that make me cringe or some words I just hate, like moist. I hate that word. But anyway, the the point, the point is, um, <laughs> the point is. There's some parody in the league, and everyone has different NBA finals, and I really am enjoying it. And as you said, like you watch a Utah game. By the way, like with the Clippers, for example, like Kawhi's playing maybe like he's the best player in the league right now. And it's like you I, I was like after game four, I was like, the Clippers can't win the NBA championship. And then yesterday I'm like, the Clippers are man, after the Gant game, I'm like, the Clippers should win the NBA championship. And then it's like today I watch the Lakers probably dismantle the Blazers and be like, oh, the Lakers are gonna win. It just like Literally, I can't get a like firm grip on what I believe is going to happen. Yeah, I, I have trouble with it as well because you look at, like I said, that it, the way you bring that up, I look at Denver, Utah. I, literally, after game one, I thought Denver is going to like make the finals. And then, like, <laughs> oh, me the too. Last three games, I'm like, Utah's going to the NBA championship. There's no one that can stop them. And then last night again, you know, I jinxed them. Remember my tweet? I tweeted out uh, that. What who was it? I tweeted out that uh, you said since when has Utah be- became so lethal? And then then Denver went on an eighteen to four run. <laughs> yeah, and JW got game also agrees that moist he said what the hell? I know I hate that word. word. I just hate that word. And Mr. Angus, thanks for the great comment. He said you guys are the best. Thanks for putting in the time every day, hey. guys. The new schedule for those you want to share with your friends. Let them know we're going to be going live at eleven a.m. ish. Pacific time. You know, mm-hmm. today we were five minutes late, yesterday ten minutes late. It's a, we're Middle Eastern brothers. And we're yeah. going to be late probably. So That's kind uh, of part of the shtick, right? Part of the shtick. <laughs> Middle Eastern brothers, you're going to be late sometimes. You're going to be late so sometimes. Most of the time. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So Tuesday tune through Friday. Here. Tuesday through Friday. Tune in here at the Sports on Tap on Twitter. You can tune in on – I'm going to start putting it on Facebook as well, at the Sports on Tap on Facebook. Um, and uh, during on Instagram football and season, before Sunday Night Football. Before Sunday Night Football, yeah, in between the games. Um, all right. Uh, what else did we want to cover really quick? Just let's, let's just – I was going to say bang these out. Yeah, uh, we can – Magic Bucks. Magic Bucks, we'll leave that for tomorrow. That series starts tomorrow, so that will be kind of nice to talk about before the game starts tomorrow. Magic Bucks is – uh, you oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, that's over. God, man, I keep. This is like the third time on our podcast this <laughs> week that George is like, 
yeah, yeah, Bucks. Who are they playing next round? And I'm like, it's still three one. Why is that series take uh, been taking so long to finish? I feel like they've played like nine games. Because the Bucks have been keeping it close. I mean, the Magic have kept it close. I, I think know. the Bucks win tonight and just end it really. Yeah, quick. and Luca, real quick, the situation with Morris. Um, what did you think of that? I, I wait, wait. I, before you move on to that, let's just pound through those last two really quick. Okay, I, that one has more words. Thunder Rockets. Who do you got tonight? I got the Thunder beating the Rockets, wow. especially if Russell Westbrook plays. He might play now. Yeah. Oh. That's and then, okay. Uh, Trailblazers, Lakers. Lakers are going to win without Dame today. I don't even know if we have to watch that game tonight. I mean, I'll have it on. I will too. Did you hear some noise around me or no? Yes. Okay. I apologize for those listening. It's uh, it's trash day. Out well, I, I didn't hear it. I, I couldn't hear it. But then you're like, can you hear that? And you stopped talking. Then I, I mute myself when I'm not talking. It's trash day out in Kirkland, Washington. And for those that don't know, I'm out in Kirkland, Washington, which is, if you're a big fan of Costco, Kirkland brand, same Kirkland. Oh, but wow. That's unbelievable. That's a good way to tell people. That is actually, un- we used to live together, but my brother decided to ditch me. Kirkland, <laughs> I hey, will Luca be. Luca situation, go. Luca, oh. okay. No, I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave it a surprise. So, Luca's situation, I don't know, man. Like, the more I watch it, the more I feel like it's on purpose. But then again, like, no one's dirty enough to step on, like, someone's sprained ankle and try to purposely injure them, right? I, 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 that's, I don't know. But it was, I felt like it was on purpose the more I watched it. What do you mean by nobody? I mean, nobody that's, that's not a Morris twin. <laughs> Here's the thing. A guy like Marcus Morris, I know he tweeted out his whole situation that I would never do that, whatever. But, you know, remember, like, when he, like, smashed Justin Anderson in the face with the ball on purpose? Yep. And he's had, like, certain situations where you might believe "Hmm, could be on purpose. Now, I did – I was listening to Colin Cowherd right before our show today, and I did think of an interesting point, which is he was like – yeah, maybe it was probably on purpose, right? Like, stepped on the guy. But it's like, Luca doesn't seem that upset about it. If right. we look back at the... Played in the years, European League, I bet you they do a lot worse over there. That's what he said. He's like, you don't think the 40-year-old men were messing with the 16-year-old when he came in there? Number two, we used to love that Jordan got tackled by the bad boy Pistons, and the people used to shove each other and take out each other's knees. Now, I don't like that it's, it's obviously dirty if you did it on purpose, but at the end of the day, I don't think it was the most harmful act ever, but I, I do think it was on purpose. That's kind of how I feel too. I don't, wouldn't say some I think it was harm- like one of those like on purpose, like I'm going to do it lightly. Yep. Because he could have like, he could have like jacked out, ha- they could have jackhammered his ankle on purpose. And- yeah. And, but Mr. Angus Murdoch did make sense. The outcome could have been much worse. And if it was, we would have a completely different yeah. take on it today than we do now, where it's almost like, what a, what an asshole, right? That's kind of my take right now, man. Morris can be an asshole, not a big deal. But then I guess if he got hurt or broke his ankle and had to miss the rest of his series, then you'd be like, oh my God, they need a, put Morris in a six game suspension. So I, d- I don't know really which one it is. I think one thing that's very interesting to bring up is it, it kind of like uh, Tim Hardaway last night when Tim mm-hmm. Hardaway smacked Paul George in the face. 
I mean, like it, it, it was fine because he's going for ball and nothing happened to Paul George, right? He didn't bleed, he didn't break his right. nose. It's just the same situation. Or when Jordan used to get tackled by the Pistons back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. If Jordan tore an ACL one of those times, it would have been a big deal. But when he yep. gets up fine to shoot free throws and he gets two free throws, it turns out being like, wow, what competitive basketball. Yeah, completely agree, man. So that, that's my thought there. Do you think the can the Mavericks come back and win this series or is it over after yesterday? I did predict that they were going to lose yesterday and win two straight. Okay, so no change there. Well, Porzingis has to play. Yeah, and you can't give up 151 points. Correct, and Porzingis has to play. Fair. And if, I guess, if Paul George is fixed here, I mean. Yeah. I kind of, look, if if the uh, Mavericks win, I hope Paul George is fixed because, like, I hate – Actually, if he is fixed, though, it's going to be pretty interesting to think about. And here's a theory that you can sit on for a second. You might like this one. Kyle Lowry was a horrible playoff performer. He played really bad in the playoffs for so long. And then all of a sudden, along came a guy named Kawhi, and he fixed Kyle Lowry's playoff problems. Playoff Pete has had some playoff problems. We started calling him Pandemic Pete. All of a sudden... Couple games in, you have a guy named Kawhi, and they he started playing good. Maybe Kawhi Leonard, in a way, and that we don't know, is actually an underrated leader. Maybe, maybe he's actually behind the scenes, talks to the guys, got Kyle Lowry comfortable, is getting Paul George comfortable. If Paul George starts playing good, that's gonna be my my big theory. Kawhi Leonard gets people confidence and fixes their playoff woes. I mean. I have to be frank with you here. I don't think that's like a theory. <laughs> Why is it not a theory? Why is it not a theory? We talked about this last episode that the difference of Kyle Lowry from the other years to this year was he went from DeMar DeRozan <laughs> to Kawhi Leonard. When you have an amazing teammate, does LeBron James make people better? Yes, but I'm talking about leadership qualities too, like getting people yeah, like I mean, feeling comfortable. You can't win a championship and be the MVP of a team if you have zero leadership skills. Right, he but not maybe we to... underrate his leadership skills. I mean, maybe I don't. Maybe people do because they think he's quiet. But yeah, I mean, there's been so many, and I was going to bring that up actually. Mister Angus said he played with one of the best leaders in Tim Duncan too. He has that wisdom. I was going to bring that up. That I mean, he started with the Spurs. They're they're known for great guys that are just quiet to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we heard the reports of Kawhi being really funny and really talkative yeah. with his teammates? So I mean, like to me, that wasn't an. I'm not saying the theory is wrong. I'm just saying to me, I probably would have already. That was already, like to me, that was a given in my head yeah. because it's like you saw what he did. No player ever just gets traded to a team and wins a championship that year. And that's what he did with Toronto. And then he, you know, comes to the Clippers and now here they are, the two seed ready to, mm-hmm. to compete for a championship. He, he, I just find it clear that he was already a leader because yeah. it doesn't matter what you show talking wise, I guess on the court. I think that's, I think they did. I, I guess I do think they lack that on the court sometimes, which is an issue, right? We've seen it be an mm-hmm. issue, I guess, maybe early in the season. It lacks maybe some drive, but I've never questioned his like player to player in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I would never question it either. I just think we might have underrated it a little bit. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, fair. Personally, <laughs> I feel like we know he's a great leader. I mean, 
they he won a, he's, he's won two finals MVPs already. Right, team. right, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I know that there's other guys that aren't maybe the best leaders in the world. Like I feel like in general we don't I I guess in general I don't feel like if a guy's quiet and not very like active and you see him talking all the time you don't really like associate like oh that guy's a a leader like he's leadership skills not you like in general the public yeah well that's how I feel there's also different aspects of leadership right there's Mm -hmm. on the court off the people considered Tim Duncan a great leader and he was extremely quiet right so So, maybe that's kind of how Kawhi like Kawhi's Tim Duncan leadership skills the reason we considered Tim Duncan a great mm-hmm. leader is because of their winning. So people yep. assumed he's great with people inside the locker room, yep, right? Exactly. That's kind of how I assumed with Kawhi. Because when I say he looks like the vocal leader on the court, well, actually, it's, it's pro- he's not the vocal leader on the right. court. We know that. Uh, but you can tell by the winning that he's a good leader. Fair enough. I like him. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 11. Perfect. A.M. Pacific time, guys. Probably we'll probably be a little closer on time tomorrow. Actually, we, we should be going on at twelve and eleven. Um, episode, man, I don't even know what episode it is. At six sixty four. Yep, or six sixty five, I believe. I don't know. I, don't even, I can't keep track these days. You can find us at the sports on six 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 thirty four. You can find us at sportsontap dot com at the sports on tap on all platforms. Catch us live at eleven a.m. Pacific time, Tuesday through Friday. And uh, much love. We appreciate you guys tuning in today. And hopefully you guys be back tomorrow. Uh, George. What's up, man? This is Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio. (laughs) Redefined. Thanks for tuning in to the That Being Said podcast with the George Wood Brothers. Your favorite brothers in sports. Or maybe in general. You never know. The best shooting brothers since even better than Curry. Seth, the Curry brothers. Telling you right now. Seth and Steph. Definitely, I know. I I had a tongue twister. That's why I stopped talking. I was I was trying to make that my outro. So the best brothers in sports. Peace.